What I do have to say is that just last week I found myself hiding away in a pantry eating Nutella um, and graham crackers because I couldn't find the balance. To any moms who are trying to run a business and be a mom, what I want to say to you is that there's no right way and that to just give yourself the compassion because for me, there hasn't been this great balance. I feel like at times I'm ruining my kids' lives and other times I feel like, oh yeah, I've got this figured out. It's just the commitment to keep trying. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast, inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Hello and welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you're a first-time listener, thank you for joining us. And if you're a long-time listener, thank you for your support. As you may know, on this show, I interview business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers and share their origin stories. The stories are inspiring and getting to know our neighbors better also helps to strengthen our community. So today, my guest is a pro at strengthening others. She's inspired so many to follow her and who have been taught by her in one way or another. So welcome Amy Wood of Radiant and Rooted and Amy Lorraine Coaching to the show. Thank you, Renee. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're happy that you're joining us. We know you are an Idaho girl, but you happen to be in St. George right now. I do. I'm an Idaho girl through and through, but we moved down here just a year ago and we love it. Well, I thought I better catch you because you certainly have enough overlap of people who are attending your events and and a lot of following in East Idaho. So I want to learn a little bit more about that. And you know, Amy, just being in your presence calms my soul. So I needed you today. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you just make me smile. You're just this bright ray of sunshine that just adds so much light to your room. Every time Renee, I have to say this. The first time I met you was when we were doing the amazing race. And the moment I saw you, I said, I want to be her friend because how she makes others feel. You make people seen and loved. And I love that about you from the day I met you. See, listeners, how can we not love Amy? Because this is how she makes you feel. I mean, it's just like, just tell me how wonderful I am, Amy. I just, no. (laughs) But you are wonderful. That is true. Uh, You're so so good. Well, please share with the listeners who may not know what Radiant and Rooted is. Let's start there. So Radiant and Rooted is a retreat that me and two of my friends started about two years ago, and we run women's empowerment retreats. We work on neuroplasticity where we are rewiring brain patterns. Um, We do intuitive healing and then um, we do a lot of meditation and connecting with your higher self so you can manifest more abundance and joy. And is this kind of the vision you guys saw from the beginning? I mean, Clearly, and I, I do not mean to be disrespectful, but you know, I kind of call this a little woo-woo-y stuff. Absolutely. It's woo-woo. It's good. <laughs> so I love it, but I need to kind of understand how did you guys all think that this would be something for one you could do and that people would enjoy? So honestly, Renee, I saw a need because I had the need. I needed a tribe. I needed something outside of just what I was doing in the home and motherhood and being a wife was amazing, but my soul felt like there's friends and there's more and there's connection. And I was feeling called to it. And so I saw this need and I have always been 
drawn to personal development. So I just started, it just started with this idea. What if we just gather women together and go over tools and do meditation? And it just started as an idea. And I didn't know if it was going to work. I didn't. That's the thing is you say, how did you, how did you like know if this was going to be? I didn't. I just knew that there was some form of a need. So I just took messy action. And after the first retreat, we had 20, we sold out two back-to-back weekends, 24 girls in each weekend in the first 24 hours that we launched. So why was that, Amy? I mean, what, what do you think it was about what you and your friends were saying that was resonating with women and they, they jumped on this so eagerly? Honestly, I think it was one thing. They were craving connection. A weekend with other like-minded individuals to connect, to feel loved, to be seen, to learn more about their purpose. I think we all have an inner craving of like, what is my deeper purpose here? And it blew me away that we sold out. Well, we sold the first weekend and then we had so much, um, traction that we launched the second weekend and we sold out. And then it was after that, Renee, and over time, obviously the retreats have evolved. And then we started putting on events and the events have evolved and it's a lot different than it was from the first retreat. But I guess that's what this is all about is you just jump in and then evolve as you go. So where was that first retreat? Was that in Island Park? Yep. It was in Island Park. Yeah. And during the summer, obviously you didn't take them up there during the winter. So it was during fall. It was oh. actually um, October and it ended up being 70 degrees in Island Park in October. So it was just a beautiful fall weekend. It was a dream. It really was. And how did you guys approach that? Was it a weekend of meditation and just kind of coming to your center? Did you did you follow a program or did you guys just say, hey, I'm good at meditation. Let me do this. And I'm good at, I don't know, other stuff. How did you do that? Honestly, Renee, I haven't told anybody this, but we had this idea. We launched the retreat. And then I said, oh man, what are we going to do? <laughs> how, how are we going to teach? And so then I invested in myself. I went to a couple events and I just started learning from other people how to connect, how to um, teach mindset tools, accountability, how to address fears the limiting beliefs that we have a belief system that we can change how our life looks and we can think differently, the power of thought work. And I just started going to events. My friends started going to events and then we just took everything that we had learned, all the books we had read, the podcasts, and we just put together our own weekend and we do it very intuitively. I, we just sat down and this sounds cheesy, but we say a prayer and we just ask for all the guidance for these women who are showing up and what they need. And it just comes. Is it surprising to you that as you work with these women, that this is not more, what you're teaching is not more well-known that you're actually giving them real huge ahas with kind of basic stuff. Yeah. Renee, actually, I didn't realize how much it wasn't taught. In my own little bubble of life, I read all of these things, but as I taught it, I was like, oh, not everyone understands or knows this. And these big aha moments are so powerful, so powerful that they leave 
saying this changed my life. And that's a pretty big statement. Granted, when they do leave, it's up to them to go put in the work because a weekend can pivot your trajectory of your life, but you, but they got to go home and continue to do the work to change their life. But the women who come, the women who sign up for these retreats, who attend these events, they're hungry. They're ready. They want a better life. They want to put in the work. They are the ones who are investing in a better life for themselves. And so somehow, I don't know how we've created this environment that the women who do come are just incredible, which makes the weekends incredible. It's all about the women who come. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe it's because really women are incredible and we just have to get them in the right environment and then it brings out the best in all of us. It's so true. Every single person, every single person deep to our soul is light and love and goodness. And sometimes we just need a safe environment to show that. Yeah. So give me a little bit of idea about the logistics. If I was to come to one of your retreats, is it a two-day retreat? How does that look usually? So each of them have been different. Our first one was three days. Our second one was three days. Our third one, I think, was two and a half. And then we have another retreat that we are doing in Costa Rica that got postponed because of COVID, but we are doing it in October. And that one is a week long. So that one is seven days, actually eight days. Um, And then this river retreat that we're doing on the Salmon River. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. And And that uh, one is a co-ed retreat, right? Yes. And that this is our first co-ed retreat. And I'm really excited about that because I finally get to bring my husband along and he's going to help with a lot of the mindset teaching. And we have another guy that's going to come. And that one is five days. So each retreat is different. And then our events are just four hour evenings at nights. Talk to me a little bit about what that is. I'm, I'm not sure that I know what your, your events are. Okay. So we've done two radiant and rooted events. We call it a night of courage. And our first one was in Rigby and it was four and a half hours. And it's a mini retreat in four hours. It's kind of like we fire hose them with all yeah. fire hose them with all of the different ideas and options and give them a little bit of a taste. I just call it like a bite-sized Snickers of what you get in the retreats. And we did one in Rigby and we sold out pretty quick. We had 70 women and that was as much as we could fit in that room. And then we did another one down here in St. George with about 40 women. Actually, we didn't clarify very well that it was just women. So we had about four or five men, which ended up being awesome. So how did those men do with all those women? So good. It was like, oh my gosh, we can do co-ed. We can have the men be a part of this and they need it too. And they want it too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. So how do you, what do you attribute your success to Amy? Obviously has it been word of mouth? The people who have gone, are they repeat customers or what, what do you attribute the success to? Um, a lot of word of mouth. We've actually had a couple people come to three of our retreats. They come and then they come again and they've come again, which, which is amazing. But I honestly think it's just a word of mouth. There's a need they leave feeling hopeful and fulfilled and they have a new depth and understanding of who they are and what they can accomplish. And I think because of that, they talk about it. And I think the ripple effect is big and it's real. And um, other than that, I don't know. 
because if I'm totally honest, I'm not an awesome business guru. I mean, my husband is, but I'm not, I just want to help and serve. And I truly believe that main, because that has been my focus is because I want to serve. I think maybe that's why there's been success there. Yeah. It kind of sounds like to me and correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys didn't really get into this to make a million dollars. It was, we want to help people. And then it's, I think that feels like that's been the drive that has helped you be successful. A hundred percent. We didn't get it. We didn't get into it at all for the money. It was never, oh, this business will make us a lot of money. It was, this is what our soul feels called to do. Let's go do it. And as it's grown, the money's come. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Not a million dollars yet, but. (laughs) Well, maybe someday. Yes, for sure. You keep it up. Um, I'm curious to know what you've learned about yourself. You said that the retreats have changed and you guys, you have continued to seek education so that you can help others. What have you learned about Amy? Oh man, Renee, that's a good question. I, if I'm totally honest, I thought I kind of had things figured out when I started. And what I realized is I didn't. And I realized as I guide these women through this journey of healing and acceptance of self and love that I'm on the journey to. And I, what I learned about myself is that I had a lot of limiting beliefs holding me back. I had a lot of fear of judgment, of wanting to be liked, of needing to be seen, searching for external validation And I realized that a lot of my life I had navigated through my ego and not my soul. And I still do. It's a tug of war between that soul and that ego, but I've learned that I need, I need the healing too. And I'm on the journey and it's a lifelong journey. There is no destination. And as I've learned that, then I can give myself some grace and compassion about when I fall short and where I fall short. And then it's just the day-to-day of just committing to be the best we can. And that's enough. And so it was, it was a, a piece of humble pie taking the journey along with them. And I tell all of them when they come, I'm like, listen, when we're meditating and I'm over here sobbing my eyeballs out, it's okay. I'll pull it back together before we're done. Okay. (laughs) Don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. I'm fine. (laughs) Well, I, I appreciate so many things that you said. I think that especially in business as in leadership, as moms, we try to pretend like we, we've got it all together. And and that is our ego. And we are concerned about what other people think of us. And so we put on these fronts. And imagine if more of us were vulnerable and really um, tried to live our highest self. Uh, our world would not be in the turmoil that it's in right now. That's for sure. 100%, Renee. I agree with that. And I truly believe that that is what the retreats provide is an opportunity to see each other. So, like, it's okay that we're not okay all we yeah. can. And we get to just deep dive into who we really are and all of our insecurities and all of our fears and that we all have them and that we all wish we didn't. And we all want to pretend that we don't. 
and that's okay. Yeah, it is that daily journey of being able to just get up and try again. And, you know, we're all on that same journey. I love that. I love that you said that. So true. Um, Okay, so how did Amy Lorraine coaching come to be? And what type of coaching is this? So after the retreats, so I started the retreats at first, and then the women said, well, what's next? And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. What is next? And I have had coaches myself and I've gone through different programs online. And one day I just decided I can do this. And so I started doing one-on-one individual coaching, which I loved. And a lot of my clients are from our retreats, from women from our retreats. And then that turned into a group coaching program that we did through Radiant and Rooted. And then it turned into me and Steven combining our loves and doing some business coaching, his business expertise with my coaching. And it's just kind of turned into a, like a slew of things, but it just honestly, Renee, I kind of just do what feels good, like what feels right. And I still take one-on-one clients right now. And me and Steven still have a, we call it two-on-one entrepreneur coaching. And so I don't even have like an official business website for Amy Lorraine coaching. It's all in the works still, but I have been working with clients throughout the last year. Have you seen a change um, since COVID happened with your coaching clients? Have they kind of come to you more or have they been like, I can't do this right now? Has COVID changed that at all? Yes. COVID's COVID's had an effect. I've had actually more people reach out looking for help to navigate it. Yeah. And, and did you have, I know you said you had your retreat in Costa Rica, but is that the only one that you've had to reschedule because of our social distancing? Yes. So we we're going to do we were going to do an event in may that we had to reschedule but yes other than that the costa rica retreat was in april that we're doing in october but our other one was the river retreat that is in the end of july and we haven't had to postpone that and that's a perfect one because people want to get out and explore without the germs without the city and no better place than being on a raft in the river in the mountains yeah right i think i think you guys will be okay your risk for exposure is probably pretty low Yes, it really is. Okay, so you are obviously ambitious. You are driven by your soul and 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 the things that um, you feel like you need to serve others with. But where did that come from? Did you come from an entrepreneurial family? Is that where this fire came from? Have you always been like this? Um. Yes, I think I've always been like that. Just from the time I was young, I just had this drive. I played sports. I played college sports. But I come from entrepreneurship. It's in my blood. My dad owns his own business. All of my siblings, my three sisters and my brother all own their own businesses in East Idaho. I actually, when I married Stephen, this idea of working for someone else wasn't even on my radar. I was like, wait, that's an option. You go work for somebody. (laughs) Why would you do that? And so it was interesting for me. It was actually a little bit harder when Stephen first had a job at a place because I had never seen that. It was never, that wasn't what I was exposed to growing up. That's not what was in my blood. 
I eventually convinced him of how amazing entrepreneurship is, <laughs> but I think I think it's just always been in my blood to just go. And I, I say that because that's my brothers, my sisters, and my mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. So right now that's what your kids are saying. They're growing up with two entrepreneurial parents. They're probably going to feel the same way. Yes. I actually, Jackson just said something to me the other day about, well, I'm never going to work for somebody. I was like, you're going to work for yourself. He's like, yes. And I was like, the blood's being okay. passed down. <laughs> <laughs> you can totally do it, kid. And it is pretty. Working for somebody is bad. It's a it's a beautiful thing. It was just a foreign concept to me. Yeah, right, right. Oh, I get that. I mean, I, I in our family, we've had both. We've had our business, and then I had a thirty year career as a nurse. So I totally understand. And it's it is an interesting. It's a it's a good life to be an entrepreneur, but it is definitely a different life, and you, not everybody is cut out to do that. I agree. So right now you and Steven are running your own businesses from your home. You've just been through um, this COVID stay at home order and you're still married. We are still married, Renee. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Honestly, I said, this is a good thing. We figured this out before COVID because the first month working together at home, it was, it, it took communication. It took patience. It took some stressful conversations. It's not all rainbows and unicorns. It took, it was hard. It was hard to figure out. Thank goodness we figured out before COVID because then you add the kids into the mix and homeschool and homeschool. Yeah. Well, I think that that's pretty good. I mean, I understand that there are definitely people now that have had their, especially women who have had their husbands home through this and we're, they're all navigating like this new norm that they're not used to there. You know, that was their dojo and it's been kind of invaded. So it's good to know for those of us who work with our husbands that some of us can be successful with that. Again, that's also not for everybody to work in a business with your husband, but congratulations. You guys have it so far figured out (laughs) so far (laughs) one day at a time. So Amy, how do you define success? When you look back on the things that you're doing at the end of the day, how do you define success as you know, you, you have, you're there. Um, I think it goes back to the idea that there's no destination. There's no arrival and it is finding the joy in the day to day. It's finding gratitude for the failures. And for me, success is that overall sense of freedom and to be able to serve and fill in the alignment with what I feel called to do, which is to empower women. And so when I feel in alignment with that and I find the joy in the day to day and I feel the freedom, that is success to me. Those line up and you're like, yeah, I yeah, like this. This is success to me. And success is different for everybody. And for me, the money isn't the driving force for me. And that's okay. And it is for it is for my husband, and that's okay. And so that's for me. It was very important for me to understand what success meant for me. So I felt like that I could attain it. Well, how do you balance all of that where you, you know, you do have this partnership with your husband and you have, how many kids do you have? Three. 
yeah, you have three kids, your mom. Um, I think that some women probably listening are like, yeah, well, that's great, but that's Amy and she can do all of that stuff. How, as a mom, do you find that balance in everything that is pulling at your, at you for attention? Um, what I do have to say is that just last week I found myself hiding away in a pantry, eating Nutella, um, and graham crackers because I couldn't find the balance. And so to any moms who are trying to run a business and be a mom, what I want to say to you is that there's no right way. And that to just give yourself the compassion, because for me, there hasn't been this great balance. I feel like at times I'm ruining my kids' lives. And other times I feel like, oh yeah, I've got this figured out. It's just the commitment to keep trying because I don't have anything figured out. Maybe it looks like I do. Maybe it looks like I'm taking on life, but no, I'm hiding away in the pantry, trying not to cry because it's hard. And it's really, really hard to find that balance. I was I was recording a meditation. I was 17 minutes in and it was a 19 minute meditation. I was almost done when they came pounding on the window and pounding on the door. And I just started crying the other day. Like it's, it's difficult. And so what I would say is I, I haven't figured out the balance. I don't know if there is a balance. It's just learning how to give yourself the compassion and to keep trying. And I will tell the listeners right now, Amy is hiding in her closet to record this podcast episode. (laughs) Yes, hiding from my kids behind three locked doors. (laughs) (laughs) So we might be able to get through this, but if not, we will welcome them with open arms. (laughs) Um, I also need to tell the listeners, you need to follow Amy on Instagram because she did post the picture uh, that Stephen took of her hiding in the pantry, eating Nutella and graham crackers. And for one, it was kind of pathetic. And two, I laughed because it was so real and raw. It was awesome. And so pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate that you let me laugh because everybody was being very compassionate in their responses. And I'm like, I, I just want to laugh because it's That's funny. Why I love you, Renee, because I was like, this is meant to be funny. Don't feel bad for me. I need you to laugh at me right now. <laughs> Thank you, Renee, for laughing at me. <laughs> You can count on me, babe. It it was awesome and it was authentic and we've all been there. And so I loved it. No, oh, thank you. So Amy, what would you, cons- what would you say to anybody who was considering self-employment, looking at running or starting a business? What would be some words of advice that you'd have for them? If you have any pull or any idea to do it, take the messy action and take the risk because you can have any life that we want. It can look however we want. We just got to do the work that comes with it. The work of investing in yourself, developing who you are, and then just committing to your mission, whatever you want that to look like. And you're never going to feel ready. You're never going to feel qualified. And so if you feel the call, if the dream is in you, it's for you. So if you have this idea, it doesn't come to you by chance. It comes to you because it's your responsibility to take action on it. So anybody who's thinking like, oh man, this, this nine to five isn't for me. And I have this idea, do it today, right now, start, call someone, get a website, make the phone call, send the DM, whatever it is, just take the messy action right now. That's what I would say. 
Well, and I have to tell the listeners that um, I, I think I've shared with you all that I have been a nurse, worked for 30 years in nursing, and I've quit my nursing job in December. And part of that reason is because um, Amy told me, you know, if the dream is in you, it's for you, get off of this and just go. So here I am. I'm unemployed. How is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's like my best life. So m- great things. And I'm not completely unemployed, but you know, I'm, um, I am following my dreams. So I appreciate your guidance so much. I love that Renee. And I appreciate yours. That was a sweet. Yeah, we had, we've had a good time working together. Um, I know though, that during this journey, and you kind of have alluded to it a little bit that you have felt feelings of self-doubt or that imposter syndrome, so how do you deal with that? I mean, those are real. You, in the beginning, you weren't necessarily qualified in, you know, like I have a degree and I have all of these things to do exactly what you're doing. What, what helped you to not talk yourself out of it? The imposter syndrome and self-doubt, Renee, is so real, so heavy. Anybody who starts a business, if you don't feel it, I don't think you're alive. <laughs> it, right. But really, it is a real, real thing for me. I still feel it, but I still, I I feel afraid. I feel unqualified and I take action anyway. And because my, I just hit a new ceiling of self-doubt and I hit a new ceiling of imposter syndrome because as the mission grows, then I still feel it. And so what I've had to do is I've had to accept that I feel it and still take action. Yeah. And I think, I mean, as I have heard and been taught, that's exactly where you want to be. You always kind of want to be on that edge of uncomfortable because that's where the next great thing is. That's where the growth is right outside that comfort zone. Hate it, but so true. (laughs) Hate it. (laughs) Hate it. What do you do to stay motivated? I have a routine, some non-negotiables that I have to do every day to stay motivated. And a few of those things are, I have to um, do a form of prayer and meditation. I need to stay connected. And because that is where my inspiration comes from. And I have to move my body. I have to exercise, dance. I have to physically um, move. And then I do um, personal development every day, five to 10 minutes of some form of personal development on myself to develop me. And as long as I'm doing those three things, Renee, I am still willing to take action because I don't always feel motivated. But if I do those three things, I'm still willing to keep moving the needle. Yeah. It sounds a little bit like miracle morning, you know, like where you, that whole concept of really committing to those things and not letting them go kind of sets you up for success for the day. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So what's the future for Radiant and Rooted and Amy Lorraine coaching and what's this going to look like? So Radiant and Rooted, we are going to continue to run our retreats, um, maybe add some more co-ed, co-ed ones in and continue to do events. And so that's going to look pretty much what it's looked like. We actually hope to, um, get some more international ones after Costa Rica. Obviously, after all of this dies out, this COVID dies out, that is the plan for 
Radiant and Rooted and Amy Lorraine Coaching. Oh, this I'm so excited about this. I have been working so hard on creating a course called A Guide to Intuitive Living, A Soul-Centered Life. And it's all about the power to listen, to quiet yourself, to listen, and then to act accordingly. And I am launching this in July. And with that will be um, pods of group coaching that I will take through the course and do it with a small intimate group. And I am so excited for this because I truly, truly believe that all of us, all of us could use a little bit more connecting with our soul and acting from a place of inspiration and guidance instead of always trying to think ourselves through things. We always want reasoning and justification and answers and we want to be able to understand all and that way of logic is great, but I think the other is more powerful. Yeah, I think we're hardwired. We have to make sense of stuff. And so we fill in the blanks, right or wrong. We just do that. And then we're left with crazy thoughts. Yes, we all do that. It's how we were made, our brains. And thank goodness we have those brains because it, or that brain, because it keeps us safe and it keeps us protected and it helps us navigate life. But we just to get to put it in timeout just a couple times a day throughout the day to be able to listen to our intuition. So what do you, what do you define as intuition for some people? I imagine that's a spiritual thing. Others, maybe it's the universe. Is that what you're talking about when you are talking about intuition? So what I, what intuition is, it's a, is a form of communication from your soul manifested through our body. So Intuition is a knowing without knowing why you know. And so you have our soul wants to communicate with us who we are, the, like that soul inside of us, that spirit inside of us. And I think we can all know, like, think of back to a time when we've had a gut feeling, or we've had a lump in our throat, or we've had this something's not right feeling our sixth sense. That's what intuition is. And it's manifested through, um, physical feelings like that lump or that gut feeling or a knot in your stomach or whatever that is, is our physical body is letting us know that something is or isn't right. Or that feeling of just like open heartedness where your heart's just open and there's this sense of gratitude and everything feels good. That's our intuition saying, yes, you're in alignment. So it's a form of communication. Yeah. And it's, and it is like you said, learning to trust that because so many of us don't, I don't think we've fine tuned it enough. That's the trick, Renee, is we all have it, but it's like a muscle. It's like, you're picking up the weight for the first time and you just got to keep going back to it. And as you strengthen it, then you trust it and you listen to it a little bit more, but that has been through all of these retreats, that has been the biggest blessing that's been given to me is the ability to trust my intuition and to strengthen that muscle because I didn't, I didn't know how to listen and trust because I would listen and I would have that gut feeling. And then I'd go right back up into my ego and try to reason and make sense of it. And intuition doesn't provide reasoning because it's just the right, it's just the right answer. And so it's this, this tug of war between this this soul and this ego trying to guide our life. And when we can truly trust that first answer that we get, then that's when we can move forward, um, making more confident decisions, feeling more peace, 
feeling in alignment with our life, but it takes time and it takes building that muscle. Boy, amen, sister, because you've been coaching me on this for a long time and I'm still not there. Like I cannot quite trust. Um, I still just count on my brain, which flaws me all the time. You know what? It flaws all of us, but it's okay. It's just, Hey, this I'm going to meditate this one time, or I'm going to ask this one question and I'm just going to trust this answer. Even simple, simple little things. This is how, what I do with all of my people. And I know we're probably running out of time, but I tell them to just close their eyes and ask yourself, do I need to go to the bathroom? Instantly, you know, because you've been trusting that answer since you were two years old, we can get an answer about anything in our life that fast. Once we train it, like it doesn't. I need to sit and think about this. Do I, do I No, We just know if we need to use the bathroom or not. Yeah. And we can receive it that quickly or receive answers or our soul already has it. It has the answer within it. And so, and, um, yeah, I won't get too much into the spiritual side of things, whether it's, you know, whatever your spiritual beliefs are, but, um, but the intuition is all encompassing and it has the answers and we can receive them. Well, it's exciting that you put, you know, you've done this program around it. I'm excited to see what that's going to look like and congratulations for creating that course. I think that's going to be huge for a lot of people. Thank you, Renee. I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited to launch it and for people to um, go through and experience and practice and strengthen it. So how, how, if the listeners are interested in finding that at the end of July, where will they find it? If you follow me on Instagram at Amy Lorraine 23, that is going to be your best option because right now I'm in a redo of my branding of my website. And so if you follow me there, I will be sharing all of the, um, links to get to that from my Instagram. And I'll be sure to put that on the show note in the blog on my website so that people can link to it if they, sure. they need it. Thank you, Amy. Amy, I have loved this. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners before I let you go? No, just thank you. Thank you, Renee. Keep listening. If you, if you don't know Renee, find her somewhere in your life, call her, take her to lunch, make her hang out with you. You all, <laughs> you all need a little more Renee Oswald in our life. Oh, you're so awesome, Amy. I thank you so much for being on the show today. And every time I talk with you, I do feel like I'm more grounded and my energy has improved. And I also appreciate that you are so authentic and not afraid to show the good and the bad. It's just how life is. So thank you for providing a place where women can improve their lives and learn to navigate this crazy little life easier. So I love you. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Renee. And thank you for holding the space and for your mission and improving everyone else's lives. I am grateful. Throwing you a kiss. Thank you. As a reminder, this show is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair with locations in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. Come see us and let our family take care of your family. Now stay tuned for the business leadership moment. It's now time for a business leadership moment on East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. And welcome to the Business Leadership Moment. This segment is brought to you by RiseCon. RiseCon is an East Idaho business conference held every November. Check it out at www.risecon.com. Rise is spelled with a Z. 
They also have a sister event called Rise X, which is monthly, and it's a masterminding, networking, learning, be with your friends kind of great session. So be with other business owners who can help help teach and impart their knowledge and help you in your own business. You can find out more information about RiseX at www.risex.io. So hope to see you at the next event. Okay, guys, today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, how to be a great leader. I loved what Amy had to say. She uh, is so centered, and you can tell I'm kind of a fangirl about the teaching that she has. But one of the things she talked a little bit about was um, imposter syndrome, and it reminded me of a paradox that I had heard around how you need to stay insecure and how Imposter syndrome isn't something to get rid of. It's a sign that you're playing a bigger and bigger game. And so stay insecure. And that seems like such a paradox about how we should be leaders. Um, I got this email from Rich Litvin, who is a coach. He wrote the book called The Prosperous Coach. And so I follow him. I listen to his podcast called One Insight. And he sends these great nuggets of information. And this one was particularly striking to me. Because he talked about to be a great leader or a successful entrepreneur, that you have to have a level of comfort with doubt, uncertainty, and ambiguity that most people will never have. And I'm thinking about the time that we're in and the the level of doubt and uncertainty and ambiguity that we're all faced with is crazy. And so he says that this, this comfort with uncertainty is a muscle that you can build. And it's kind of embracing the um, paradoxes. The definition of ambiguity literally means having a double meaning. And a paradox is a situation or a statement that seems impossible because it contains two opposing ideas. So think about paradoxes that you have know in your life or that you have experienced, like the one I've told you, you know, stay insecure. That seems like completely contrary advice that I should take. Um, and what ones have been most powerful for you? Um, F. Scott Fitzgerald said, the test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. So again, We can build this muscle, guys. We can hold two opposing ideas and actually really learn from them. I'm going to give you some of the paradoxes that Rich shared with us and see if any of them resonate with you or if you or if you have some of your own, please share. Um, but I loved these because they definitely are two opposing ideas, and some of them I can really embrace, and some of them I don't quite get. So think about this: to be a strong leader. You need to be vulnerable. If you're the most interesting person in the room, you're in the wrong room. That's a classic Rich Litvin for any of you who follow him. He says that all the time. If you're the most interesting person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Givers are the most successful people. They are also the least successful people. Saying yes to almost every opportunity is what got you here. Saying no to almost every opportunity will get you to your next level of success. The opposite of success isn't failure, it's mediocrity. It's easier to achieve the impossible than to go after what you think you can. The job of a leader is to create more leaders, not more followers. 
You need to risk your current success to get to your next level of success. The less you need a client, the more they need you. Slow down to speed up. Surround yourself with people better than you. Someday your strengths will become your biggest weakness. Your weaknesses are your biggest asset. Leverage them. Yes lives in the land of no. As Byron Katie says, you can have anything you want in life if you're willing to receive a thousand no's. To say no, you need a powerful yes. To learn something, teach it. When you're exhausted, work out. To succeed, help others to succeed. To be successful, watch what everyone else is doing and do the opposite. I know that's a huge long list. I hope as I was reading some of those to you, you had some thoughts like, oh gosh, yeah, to succeed, I need to help others succeed. That's a lesson that was hard for me to learn. I thought I had to be the everything and know the everything as a boss. And I I kept that all to myself. But when when I learned how to succeed, it was when I helped others to succeed. And to be a strong leader, you got to be vulnerable. That's another one that's contrary, but so true. Okay, you guys, I know that I always preach clarity, and this is kind of the opposite. Sometimes we need to learn how to live in the land of ambiguity, and having two opposing ideas actually helps strengthen that muscle of us living, being able to live with uncertainty, doubt, and ambiguity. So... I'd love to hear any of your paradoxes that you feel have helped shape you. And let's learn that we can control, we can have two opposing ideas and still feel like we are, what did um, F. Scott Fitzgerald said? Oh, still able to retain the ability to function. Okay, guys, I wish you all the best. Go for those paradoxes and live life to the fullest, create great dreams and achieve great things. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair. For all your car care needs in Eastern Idaho, let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com